uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, set your sleep timers and pack your stockings because you're going for a ride on Santa's sleigh, Roberta's sleigh. I don't know if she'll take the name Santa. I don't know if that's a name or a, a title. Uh, but this is the final two installments to tonight, Christmas Eve, and tonight, Christmas Day night. Uh, just in case you need something, you know, I know you're with family, but if you need something to help you sleep, uh, these two episodes are going to conclude the uh, series. Uh, so you, this, you'll hear this intro twice, double the nice. You know, whether you've, you know, we're, we're only human. We've been, we're a little bit naughty. We're a little bit nice. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful for his help putting these episodes together. He did the editing and the music. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer for always for their fine artwork. And I want to thank the entire community, everyone in the Facebook community, everyone in the subreddit, but everyone that participates online, even the silent, even those of you that are silent, I appreciate you, you and, and I'm not, like, there is no shame in your silence, so don't worry about it. Just if you're listening to the podcast, I hope you can feel my thanks and know it is directed at you as well. And I appreciate each and every one of you, whether you use this episode, episode whether you use the podcast regularly or irregularly. If this is your first time listening, these are a couple of holiday episodes of the Sleep With Me podcast. We'll be back to regular programming uh, in 2016, but there will be episodes in the feed if you do need to sleep. Uh, but I want to say Merry Christmas to all. Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. You know, but however you choose to celebrate, uh, you know, I hope you, if you have time, you know, to treat your roots with respect and to treat yourself with respect, treat each other with respect and, and celebrate, you know, I, I don't know, you, you're worth celebrating. And one of the ways to celebrate is to, you know, get some extra sleep ideally. Uh, but I really cherish being able to create this podcast for you. And I'm so thankful and appreciative of everything you've all provided for me. Uh, you know, I, I stand on your shoulders. You guys might under be under the snow, but I'm up here toasty warm. I got a good view of the sky. But anyway, without further ado, uh, this is the, the last two episodes of Claude on Reports. And the tales of the tale of, I don't know, we never got an official title in Claude on Reports. And if you have a chance, make sure you check out the most recent episode of 99% Invisible, which is about uh, Neon. Uh, it's called Tube Benders. And it was always brought to us by Roman Mars. And this one was done by Avery Truffleman. Wonderful, wonderful. And it has Claude Neon in it. Uh, so pretty cool. Uh, but again, just enjoy your holidays. And these are here for you. But a little bit, you know, different off the beaten path and not a full intro. Because, uh, you know, Chris Posty posters and uh, celebrating the holidays, too. And, you know, so thank you so much. And let's get on to the episodes. What do you say? Oh, wait one second. Oh, 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 oh. That's my rendition of the, the former, you know, Santa Claus. Anyway, let's, let's get, let's let Claude the Antique, he's the actual reporter. Uh, so, you know, so anyway, I, I can't help it. Sometimes I can't help but meander. They say, geez, I could, I could, I could eat up another four or five minutes here, Scoots. 
They say, hey, Scoots, we don't remember. We're feverish. Yeah, I think I'm feverish, too, by the way. Uh, but it might just be that I'm baking, you know, baking some chicken. Roasted, am I baking chicken or roasting it? Anyway, on an open fire. All right, good night, and uh, have a great uh, uh, holiday season. Thank you so much. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I did not have time for Scooter to set this episode up. Merry Christmas. This is Claude Neon reporting for Sleep With Me podcast. And I'm here to file my report now. I'm sure we are here at the North Pole with very limited power. But we have been celebrating as it is Christmas night now. And Roberta Claus has returned to the North Pole. And I'm filling this report in for posterity. But my hope is that the world already is aware of the events that occurred in the past. Well, 24 hours by my rules. Well, by Roberta Claus's rules, I, I, my mind is boggled. When our story left off just to last night, Christmas Eve, it was revealed that Mrs. Claus was also Gryla. A long story, but a evil Christmas witch would be the shorthand. That's not necessarily what she was. And she had, Santa had rescued her and tried to convert her. No, 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 she had tricked Santa. I, I've just, I've had a little bit too much nog, ladies and gentlemen. It's the nutmeg. It does something to me. Because, you know, it's, it's N.A. nog. Because there's work, work, work to be done here at the North Pole. But as I said, we left off. Roberta had a... It's complicated stuff, but basically Mrs. Claus, hundreds of years ago or something, had a long plan, it seemed, to take down Santa, and that was what it seemed like at the time as she finally was going to seize on the world turning against Roberta Claus, Roberta Claus's love for the children of the world, but also her love for science. Uh, and, and, and Gryla had seemed to say, well, she said, we're going to have a shame-based Christmas from here on forward, Roberta. I have the power. You have very little power. And let's make a deal here. You could help children through science, and I'll help them through shame. But Roberta Claus wasn't having it, and even though it went ping-ponged back and forth, oh, the action. It was a lot of talking-based action, folks. But Roberta Claus finally said, I don't believe what you're saying. And she she seemed to send Gryla on her way, though Gryla did seem to have some shady plans. And when we left off the report, as I closed and filed my report, I sent it off to a Sleep With Me headquarters. And as I sent it off to Sleep With Me world headquarters, I thought to myself, Claude, this is it. Roberta Claus is going to fly the world. She's going to somehow pull it off. Gryla will be gone to fight again another day, another Christmas down the road. But Roberta seems to have vanquished her and has a plan to save Christmas tonight. Merry Christmas will be to all or to to, to whatever anyone would choose to celebrate. Uh, but that would be incorrect. For as Gryla left the room, we stood in this, this uh, audience hall, Roberta and I, 
Reindeer were on the roof. There was the pattering of forest elves' feet. And I was expecting to see my good friend Spackle. But then Roberta, she had a look in her eye like something just was not right. And I noticed as Grilo was leaving, Grilo was muttering. And Roberta said, what did, what did she say when she was leaving, Claude? She seemed to have a lot to say. And I said, Roberta, we should, I, I, something about, reje I, I don't know, rejection, rejection, something, I don't know. I'm not sure, Roberta. And Roberta said, think, Claude, what did she say? And I paused because sometimes, you know, just like everyone else, I talk before thinking. I said, wait a second, what did she say? And I looked at Roberta, and I realized, that Roberta, the last thing she said was, you're rejecting me just like he did. And Roberta said, huh. And Roberta sat there after I told her what she, she said, and she said, well, it's good. I guess it's good. I don't know, Claude. Something's not right. I feel like it's good that she's gone, and we can dedicate this Christmas Eve to the first time. We'll try to restore and then Roberta paused, and I said, that's just it, Roberta. And I realized my job as a reporter had been compromised by my time with Roberta. Because I said, is, are you thinking what I'm thinking, Spock? And Roberta said, I am, Claude. Do you remember that quote? And I said, as a matter of fact, I looked it up on Spackle's magic map, Roberta. And I think it does. It is fitting because command is a commander Spock and Roberta Huffed, obviously a Trek fan, as as I'm a Trek appreciator. And I said I know it's not commander Spock. Uh, Spock said two parallel universes project this one positive, the other negative, or more specifically, Roberta, one matter, the other antimatter. And just like the episode of Star Trek, Roberta said, do, do you know what you're saying, Claude? Matter and antimatter. And she gasped. Have a tendency to cancel each other out. And then she breathed. She didn't even say the last line of the quote. And I said, precisely, Roberta. Under certain conditions, when two identical particles of matter and antimatter meet, it can mean annihilation, Jim. In this case, I said Roberta, but I did say Jim, and Roberta smiled. And she said, this is it, Claude. Maybe this is what he wanted. I'll be right back. And Roberta ran out. Of course, I ran after, and she started shouting, Gryla, Gryla, but Gryla had been gone for... Eight, some, you know, a few minutes. But luckily there had been new fallen snow, so Roberta followed her tracks, and Gryla seemed to have been making her way across the North Pole compound. And Roberta followed her path and ran along, by myself running not far behind. And Roberta said, Gryla, Gryla, wait, and we saw Gryla trudging through the snow. I said, I hope this is Gryla. Still wearing... Uh, green, green, still Mrs. Coloss, essentially, as the children of the world and adults that were once children, or people that have seen, so we ran up behind her. 
And Gryla turned. She said, what is it, Roberta Claus? I've had enough of you. I hope you're prepared for a long, cold war. And Roberta was breathless for a second, but she still, she said, can you still send out those Krampuses? If I believe in the Krampuses, can you send them out? And Gryla and my son, and I said, what? And said, even I, after quoting Spock, expected some truth or some move. Not a Roberta. I didn't. I should be quiet, I guess, because then what happened next was Gryla was stunned, and she did it first. Well, what was that? And Roberta said, "Gryla, I need your help." Don't you see you're the key to Christmas wholeness? She goes, we can't have a long cold war. That's not what Santa wanted. He wants Christmas wholeness, Gryla. And Gryla still, it was almost like her eyes were glazed over. And she was waiting for some punchline or something. But Roberta didn't wait for her to overthink. She says, dude, can you get a hold of the Bell Snickles? Can you start sending the Bell Snickles? And the Krampuses, can you have them waiting for me? Are, are they distributed across the globe? What Have you been, have the Yule Lads recovered? And she said, well, those Yule Lads, they're just interested. They, they weren't a good choice. Do you, do you know if Ruprecht's freed himself from the cotton candy? You know, the thingamajig I tied him up in. And Gryla, she said, he probably has a pretty bad stomachache from all that cotton candy he had to eat if he had to eat his way out of that one. But I still don't understand what you're about, Roberta. And Roberta said, Gryla, what do you want most for Christmas or from Christmas or with Christmas? And she said, I, I want to help the children, but you and Santa... And these people of the world don't seem to understand the festering that is going on. That's the source of the problem. You've been too soft for too long, Roberta. And I know it's hard. And, I, and, and Roberta said, I hear what I want to know. I don't want to know why, Gryla. I want to know what do you want to tell me. And Gryla said, I want these children to be good and to learn to be good. And even Gryla caught something that exposed her. Now, I, even I, I said, I'm reporting on the facts and not on my interpretation of the facts. Well, some, you know what I mean. And so I couldn't quite catch what was happening. But Roberta did. She said, you want the children to be good, Gryla, don't you? You don't want them to be bad. You're tired of them being bad. And all their bad choices piling up, it hurts you somehow, doesn't it, Gryla? You're more sensitive to it or more aware of it than all of us. That's why you're so concerned. You just want to help the children. And Gryla didn't even say anything. A tear did, I know it's over-reporting, this is private business, but a tear did crystallize on her cheek as it rolled down. And Roberta looked at Gryla, and she stepped close. She placed her hand on Gryla's arm right above her shoulder. And she said, it must be so hard carrying all this for the children of the world. 
and being the one trying to coordinate all this an almost impossible task, Ryla, you have. Did you ever talk to Santa about it? And Gryla sighed, and she said to you, she did, you know, when they first met in the cave, they talked about it a lot. Before she tried to trick him, of course. And he would talk to her, and she, she said she would talk in his sleep. She wasn't asleep, of course. And Gryla sighed, and she said, I don't think he understood. And Roberta said, I think he did. I think maybe... Now, maybe this is all his plan, or maybe he didn't understand. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it's just the two of us coming together. And you, with your sensitivity to the children's bad choices, and I, with my love of Christmas and my love of children, my love is something I don't even... Gryla, I have some feelings inside that I don't even understand guiding this Christmas mission. And while I don't understand if this is what Santa Claus wanted and he brought us together, or this is just happenstance and opportunity, whatever it is, we need to make the most of it. And I want to help you, Gryla. And I think the key to saving Christmas and the key to the children's behavior, are all connected to what you're trying to do. Again, Gryla still didn't quite trust Roberta as I watched. Roberta said, come on, Gryla, let's go inside. We need to plan things out for this Christmas and every Christmas from here on out. And I, I was confused, and as they trekked in, I, I stood out there and I looked at the, the cold winter sky. In the moon, playing off the North Pole snow, looked like a tiny little sleepy hamlet. And I was confused, but I said, I trust in Roberta Claus. And I took a breath, and I watched it dissipate in the air. And I, I said, well, all my thoughts, did, all my doubts did not dissipate. So I breathed again, and then I said, well, these are my doubts dissipating. Let's go follow Roberta Claus and see what's next. And as I saw, they skipped right by the North Pole entrance hall and added to this, I didn't know what it was called. Later, I would find out it was Slay Central. And they slided open these beautiful red wrought wooden door, wood, red wooden doors with all wrought eye. Very cool. The North Pole is cool. And regular human, you know, very, no reporter has truly been there. Until now, we've caught Neon reporting. Alright, this is Claudine. I'm back with another report. Sorry, I just, you know, to call it, stop that report for dramatic purposes, but also, you know, check my batteries. Make sure I could continue the tale of Christmas Eve. So in Slay Central, there was just a few deciduous elves. There was a couple uh, woods elves. You know, Spackle had gathered. The elf Spackle was there. And it was touched to see Spackle, but we were clearly short-handed. And Gryla still wasn't clear 
Robert and Gryla and Spackle were working the magical map. And I, I, I didn't have a clear role, and I was trying to listen in, but they were talking so fast. So I pulled over one of the forest elves, and I said, Sir, could I speak with you for a moment? And the forest elf was not pleased with me. A forest elf demeanor, you know, the Star Wars just came out. A bit like those dro the droids, the ones with the uh, the 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 oblong heads, the battle droids that are just the same. They do. They kind of anyway. Not important, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I said, w "What is the plan for this Christmas Eve? W w are you replacing the North Pole elves?" And then elf and I said, "What can you tell me? Oh, is happening tonight?" And the forest elf filled me in on how the elves of the world, we know some of this had united. And some of them had been working since the last contact with Roberta Claus a few weeks ago. On gifts of made from stone, made from stone and gifts made from wood, they were crafting and crafting and crafting old world handcrafted elven gifts. As many people know, elves giving humans gifts is a stuff of fantasy. I mean, actual fantasy fiction. And, you know, those elves, the forest elves are nice, but nothing like the Tolkien elves or like the Toll, uh, toll House elves that make cookies. But these elves are nice. And he says, that was, and then he says, I have to get back to work, is what the elves said. So I said, interesting. And I kept trying. And finally, I, I tried to be a pest with Roberta and Gryla and Spackle. But Roberta said, Claude, get in the sleigh. You're coming with me on my first trip so you can report it. And we left. And again, she said, Claude, you won't be able to understand any of this. And you won't be able to report how it works. But I'm going to take you on a quick, quick, quick trip. And we flew, and I think, again, my mind may have bended inward. Because before I was aware of it, we had picked up a, a, a bell snickel, which was a bit like a, a indescribable creatures, these bell snickels, muttering. They do, I guess, like a kobold. A bit like a kobold. I guess maybe these are Santa's kobolds. I mean, now, as you'll learn. Hopefully. And we picked up a Krampus. Or Krampi. One of the Krampi. And people say, well, Jesus, isn't there one Krampi? I don't, I just know what we picked up in the sleigh. We picked up a Yule lad, but he ended up in the back, passed out. An elf on the shelf. And a, a deep, deep forest elf, the deepest d d forest elf I've ever seen, an older, wiser one with with even look like leaves permanently weaved into his beard. And it, could, it was it was I did get a little chilly, but then I snuggled with the Krampus a bit like a, I did. I, I guess this is another. I felt a bit like. A, it was a grayer Chewbacca, a little bit heftier. You know, Chewbacca's kind of lanky, the, this Krampus. And the Krampus drools, but it's a warm drool. And I said to, uh, I said, I said, could, could you, uh, could you, uh, to, to, 
and I did reach over the sleigh and turn on the candy cane rain and, and have him take a sip. So then he had candy cane breath the rest of the... We landed a home in a modern country, and I think it had been a targeted. I don't know if... Uh, I don't know, but an elf had already been there to prep, and a family was waiting. And as we landed, we landed right in their front yard, and people came out of their homes. And it was Christmas Eve, so there was parties, and there was singing, and there was carolers. And there was just a light, snowy breeze. And at first, after the thing landed, as the party sounds died down and people kind of came out of their homes and looked around, it was quiet. And then Roberta stood on the back of the sleigh. And by the magic of technology or something, she was lit up there with light so bright. And she said, Merry Christmas, everyone. And most people, a couple maybe people said, Merry Christmas, man. And then a couple drunk people said, Merry, yeah. And she said, where are the children? And then some people held their children tighter and a few children cheered. And Roberta hopped off the back of the, the sleigh and swept up a bag of gifts. And she said, come, come, children. I want you to meet my new uh, Christmas friends. And to say Roberta was resplendent in a beautiful uh, red with white trim. And she had, as we had said, she had changed her hair, had changed in her be her face. She, she had a wispy, multicolored hair with somewhat of a beard. I would call it beard best for flying in these conditions. I myself had a, a muffler. But she called the children around and she handed out some gifts. And they said, oh, yeah, they probably have, you know, backup gifts at the North Pole. Maybe, I don't, I don't know, I was not paying attention. I was trying to report the facts. And then as more children came, more children came, and they gathered around Roberta. And there was even people who say, was that a child or a young adult at home from college? Or whatever they could, you know, living with their parents as they get their start in life. Or high schoolers, you know, most high schoolers were probably smoking weed somewhere. This distraction gave a perfect cover for them. But the children gathered around, and some of the parents were still wary, but when you get this close to Roberta Claus, there's something that goes well beyond charisma and reassurance and comfortableness. The essence of the greatest Santa Claus you've ever seen, or if you've met the real Santa, and he saved your ass like he has mine. You know what it's like to be in that type of presence. And then the children said, well, who are your friends? Who are your friends? And she said, well, this is the big furry one. And some of the children knew, and some of the children asked, it was the abominable snowman. And, of course, the Krampus could look frightening if it wanted to, but this Krampus also had spent some time with Roberta in the time-space warp that she travels through, whatever happened. So it did a little dance. 
and then she called over the bellsnickel who did a little roll and, it, and I said, kobolds and bellsnickels are quite spry creatures. And the children clapped. And then the Yulat fell out of the sack of presents that was asleep and then did a tap dance and then fell back down. And someone even said, there's a drunk elf. And then the elf on the shelf, uh, you know, just sat there watching watching and then it, it it cracked up and it said i'm just kidding i'm just kidding and then walked over and roberta uh, gathered the children the closer and she kind of formed a circle and instantly there was a fire and she said claude cocoa for and cookies for everyone and i started serving cookies and cocoa and a couple of people came and helped me and i said you know i'm a reporter i need to file a report and Roberta did a little question and answer thing so the children could feel, you know, so they wouldn't interrupt her with questions once she got started trying to make points. But she said, do you all know who these people are? Do you know what Krampus used to do in Bell Snickles? And she said, what was the name of the list that you could get on? And what would you call naughty list? And, you know, get the bad chill, whatever. And Roberta said, well, what do you all think of being, you know, and, and it wasn't easy. You know, she had some objections. So are there bad children? And some people, even some adults scoffed. And when she said, there are no naughty children. And then she smiled. A couple adults did pull their kids out, but she said, I want you to know there are no naughty children anymore. And she said, these creatures, I asked them just recently, just this Christmas Eve, as a matter of fact, because they used to come and, and feed on your naughty, because they depended on, and how do you feel when someone tells you you're naughty children? The children said, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then one boy said is shame and she said these creatures used to fight for your shame every little scrap and sure it might make you know roberta went on and i said i said is this pseudo psychology that's going on or is it just i don't know and i said what is happening here but then she got to her point and she said from this christmas how would you like to help me feed these creatures Instead of having them try to find the scraps of your good, but your bad behavior, and the children, some of the children raised their hands. Most of the children were a bit confused. And Roberta said, "I want you to write down the last bad choice you made and what you learned from it." And then she, she somehow she started handing out pads with little Christmassy pencils. And I said, well, Jesus, the power must have been... And I said, Claude, don't overthink it. And then some of the children said, you know, of course, and she said, I'm done. And Roberta said, what is it? And then she said, well, whatever it is, crumble it up and throw it in the air. And then she threw it in the air, and then the bellsnickel jumped up, did a somersault, and ate it, ate the paper. And then breathed, and it smelled like, of course, it's, I think it smelled like cinnamon. 
And then the children started throwing their paper, and all the creatures were eating the papers. And Roberta went on to say, you know, these creatures are going to start, you know, we'll have a way. And, you know, it's basic, you get, you get the gist of it, ladies and gentlemen. These creatures were now going to come. And Roberta said, if there's a lot of bad choices, because, of course, kids had questions like this. She said, I will fill my sack up with all the bad choices of the world and bring them to the North Pole for these creatures to feast on. And if you make mistakes throughout the year, you know, she she had a whole thing, you know, elf on her shelf, the, oh, the whole nine yards, ladies and gentlemen. And he said, well, that's pretty nice, but then Roberta was not done. She stood on the back of her sleigh, and she said, that's one list, children. But Roberta Claus is going to need another list. And then someone yelled, the nice list. And Roberta said, well, you're all nice children. And all of us make mistakes. But sometimes it's not about being naughty and nice. And she looked at the parents and Roberta said, you know, there's a lot of children in the world that don't get to think about if they're naughty or nice. And she went on to make this. I, I, don't, I don't know if I could recite the beautiful speech she made about the differences in this world. But she said the beautiful thing is we have all the science here at the North Pole in all the discoveries of the world, people are trying to figure out ways to help one another. And I need your help, children. So I want you to make a list every Christmas of one or two ideas I can use. And they could be as wild. And then children said, with a unicorn, you know. You know, she said, okay, unicorn water purification. She said, actually, that's not half bad, the horn. And, then, you know, she said, I want you to think of ideas I can use to help the children and the people of the world. And she, I think she had used a malaria metaphor and a water metaphor. And the children were all full of ideas. And she said, all right, children, I want you to run along with your mothers and fathers. And some of you... I think she explained the whole secular thing and, you know, the new crew. She said, you could celebrate Christmas however you wish, or the holidays, or Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa, or whatever your family believes in. And she said, again, I can't, I don't have the eloquence of Roberta Claus. But the gist of it is, you know, that now Roberta's coming for your bad choices and your good ideas. And I said, oh, goodness, I don't know if they're, you know, what the press is going to make of this. But these people, see, and she said, run in your house and keep those lists with my cookies, children. And so that's how it was repeated across the world, ladies and gentlemen. Roberta flew across the world. Uh, letting people, and she dropped me off, of course, she said, Claude, you know, you could work on your report and uh, work on your list, Claude. And there was a twinkle in her eye, and I didn't know what that meant. And you say, Claude, are you now Mr. Gloss? And I, I would say no, but I said, Roberta, is, I said, I don't think, I don't understand it. You know, maybe this is some sort of demigod situation. Claude Neon's merely a reporter. 
Roberta crossed the world with her message of hope against shame. I, I don't know how to describe it. The usefulness in relief of shame, I think, would be the best way to put it. And the necessity of the children of the world to help each other. And as we waited for a return to the North Pole, we had discovered that Gryla was like, oh yeah, by the way, I actually, actually, she hadn't changed all the North Pole elves into elves on the shelves. You know, just a small bit. The rest of them were in a, a debunker downstairs waiting. So we freed all those elves, and the elves started their Christmas night celebration, which, oh boy. You know, talk about having to work off some stress. It was an unbelievable. And we started to count and watch the map. And, well, you know, tried to under, people tried to explain it. You know, I talked to elf scientists and elf experts, meteorologists, and just hung with, you know, Christmas North Pole elves, elves from the Amazonian jungle that had taken part in this. A couple, you know, Belsnickels, some Grampi. Well, even Gryla, I danced with Gryla to, uh, I think it was a Louis Armstrong scooter even. I texted Scooter, he said, play the Louis Armstrong Christmas album. And I danced to, uh, I can't remember, some sweet, sweet tune. And we waited for Roberta's return. We cheered Roberta's return. It all seemed to be right with Christmas. Maybe in some new way, for, for at least tonight, all seems to be well. As I file this report, I'm, I'm filled with warmth, and I know that, uh, that there, you know, shame or hope. I don't know if you could only... The thing is that I don't think Roberta Claus could just tour the world, uh, bringing a feeling of goodwill. But I don't know. This Christmas has changed everything, and I hope the world can embrace Roberta Claus and her message of helping others and forgiving ourselves. And even she was saying, how does this could fit in much, much better with the other celebrations that are going on? And we can respect those celebrations and those beliefs too and find a way to truly share in our celebrations and have a true holiday season, a true new start, a true a true rebirth. I guess I did remember, this was some of her speech to this neighborhood. And then I even got to dance with Roberta, but she was, you know, her dance card was full. And the Krampuses, they can really cut a rug. We did do some Krampus racing. And, of course, there was kind of a Bell Snickle performance. A couple, baby, there was a, uh, what is that called, uh, River Bottom Nightmare Band cover band. I think they were called Bottom of the River. I, I don't know. I said, hey, couldn't you? And then I tried to come up with a wittier name, and I couldn't. But I want you all to know happy holidays from Claudine and from Roberta Claus, from Spackle the Elf. Gryla, I don't know where she, she she's around here somewhere. 
and I hope you found a hope or rest this holiday season. I know. I asked Scooter, will I get another chance to report? And he said, we'll see, Claude. He said, you know, they used to call me Scoop or Scoot. Scoop to Scooter, you know, and then he told me about his FBLA reporting days. And I said, you're, you know, you're no reporter. Anyway, folks, thank you so much. This is Claude Neon reporting. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, and have a wonderful new year.